Welcome to Otani Comes to America, a show about the baseball player Shohei Otani. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. And we are back, but I'm a little confused. What year are we in? Feels a little bit like, uh, I don't know, 2018, 2019? Yeah, I think 2018 feels pretty right. Like, I'm getting heavy deja vu. But I can promise you guys, it is a brand new episode. In the year 2020, I think. Wait up. Let me check my calendar. I mean, I kind of wish it was 2018 with how 2020 has been going, but we're here nonetheless. 2020 doesn't get any better. (laughs) Let's just tee it off like that. So basically, what we're referring to for anyone confused is yet another pitching setback for Otani. He's still going to be hitting this season, but the pitching is out. Yeah, the Babe Ruth comparisons are out the window for another episode, for another year. (laughs) And hopefully we have him back by next year, but a little bit of bad news. Let's get into how this all happened first before we discuss super in-depth. So last episode we did, which was the first one of the season, we recorded that right before the season started. This being the limited season due to coronavirus slash COVID, little 60 game hitter. And we were somewhat optimistic in our predictions. I mean, Bro. we should have known better based off this year and just how things have been going with Otani. It was the middle of the summer, <laughs> but it felt like the flowers were blooming, <laughs> birds were chirping, everything was beautiful, baseball was back. The excitement was in the air, but, I mean, we should know better by now. It was dumb of us to think that this would go smoothly. Not just with Otani, but, I mean, it's 2020. Come on now. I mean, I did say the Angels wouldn't make the playoffs, but definitely way too optimistic about Otani himself. I think I just wanted to believe in him, you know? You were for sure optimistic, even when we made, like, our predictions and all that. I was like, yo, I'm gonna let him have it, you know? (laughs) Like... It's the excitement, you know, it's just something different. And in a weird way, it's kind of like, oh, I hope you're right, you know, because if your predictions were right, then everything's going good. And that's what we want. But again, we all know how this is going to go from now on. All right. So in the first two weeks since opening day, which for the Angels was on Friday, the 24th, let's get into how that's gone for Otani and just the Angels overall. I mean, never a dull moment with them. First game for Otani was opening day because the boy was going to hit. Yeah, in that DH spot. I don't want to say that they didn't trust him to start off the season pitching, but you just want to take some pressure off the boy, you know? Yeah, well, it was also, we talked about last time how they wanted to structure his pitching days around when they had the most off days after or before. So they put him on Sundays, this whole Shohei Sundays idea, because they had a bunch of Mondays off. So that was part of it, too. But yeah, I don't think they would have put him game one anyway, just because that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, this episode is going to make me realize a lot of things coming up, but we'll get into that <laughs> later. But opening day, swinging from the left side is Otani. The boy, the myth, the legend didn't do that well on opening day. I actually even had the bases loaded in the ninth, but struck out. With two outs also, so it's like the ideal situation you want, you know, that every kid dreams of like, 
I mean, it wasn't the bottom of the ninth, but still (laughs) close enough. And yeah, but it did lead to him making history nonetheless, because with the rule this season where in extra innings, a player automatically starts the inning on second base. He was the one who started on second in the 10th because it went to extra innings. So he was actually the first player ever in MLB history to do that. And who knows if they'll keep this rule for upcoming seasons, but either way, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I personally think that sometime in the future it will be implemented into just the regular MLB season. So with that said, go ahead and remember this moment because it'll be beautiful trivia, I don't know, 20, 25 years from now. But yeah, and then next day he was off as part of his usual day before and after off days. And then we were at the first Shohei Sunday edition on July 26th. Sunday, got the AC on, it's a crisp (laughs) summer day, shades down. It's like a movie theater in this crib. We're ready. Yeah, most people are off, just ready to enjoy the game. And, well, the game starts. He hadn't pitched since 2018 when he got shut down for pre-Tommy John surgery. And it had been 693 days since he pitched in a game. I mean, that has to weigh on you. It's a big number. It's a long time. Almost as many home runs as Albert Pujols has. A little bit more, so... That's how much time actually has gone by. I'm sure you have, like, the jitters. Even though you're a professional athlete, like, you get nervous. I heard stories of, like, Garrett Cole pitching his first day as a Yankee. And dude was supposedly, like, super nervous, couldn't sleep or anything. So I could imagine Shohei, like, dude probably lost some sleep for sure. And it's also a weird season. There's no people in the crowds. Everything is just off. And we know Shohei's a performer. He needs the crowd. (laughs) He's here for the people. So let's just cut to the chase of the start, and then we'll rewind from it. Basically, he doesn't even go a full inning, and he doesn't even get one single out. He basically made a cameo in a game. Pretty much a nightmare, I would say. Gave up four runs, threw 30 pitches, left the game with runners on first and third, And as part of that, he walked three consecutive batters for the first time in his career. So his control was not there. It was pretty scary to watch because it didn't only look like rust, you know, like it wasn't just rusty. From jump, it looked like, oh, shit, like he's obviously not fully healthy and okay yet. Like there's something off. No control at all. It was counts where I'm sure even the batters just had their bat just on their shoulder. Like, oh, a strike is not coming. And Yeah, and they saw quickly, like, okay, he doesn't have it today. Yeah, like, let him throw. And like you just said, three consecutive batters just walked. Like, they were just taking him. And I would say probably after the second one, it was like, oh, this is bad. And yeah, Joe Madden didn't hesitate. Put someone up in the bullpen right away. Yeah, here we were watching the game thinking, oh, this will be great. We can watch Otani for a couple hours. Like, maybe he won't go six or something, but we'll see him at least a few innings or whatever. And then it's not even an inning, and it's just instantly he's gone. And it's like, what the fuck just happened? Bro, it's legit. I want to say something like 11 minutes, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. 
Yeah, especially like him not getting an out didn't help because a lot of times that happens to pitchers. You know, like you start the game, you don't have control, or you just can't get the hitters out. But all it takes is like a ground out, you know, or a pop up, and you're like, okay, jitters are out, you know, something easy, like nerves are out. But nah. Yeah. When you have this long without pitching, or it's your first start of the season, let alone like the last two years, and you start walking the first batter and then the second one. Now you're in your head, like, that has to be, like, some crazy sports psychology thing where, like, now you can't throw a strike, and that's probably what Joe Madden saw. Yeah, and for people who aren't as into baseball, you have to remember, too, that this isn't basketball where your teammates can constantly help you out. When you're the pitcher, especially, it's literally all on you. No one else is throwing the ball. It's up to you and you alone to get it over the plate. And when you're doing bad, you don't only feel bad for how you're performing. You feel like you're letting everyone else on that field down. You're letting everyone else in the dugout down. Like, it really weighs on you. Yeah, I mean, to put it into other sports, it's like in soccer or football. (laughs) How Shohei would say it. (laughs) It's like if you were just kicking penalty kicks, but you can't make a single one in. Or in basketball, if you were just... They were letting you shoot free throws, but you can't hit any of them. Or football, like a field goal kicker. Yeah, like imagine they're like, yo, here, uh, kick a bunch of field goals and we'll give you points. And then you're just banging them or missing them by fucking 20 yards. And now you're like the reason your team is losing. Put it that way. It's like that much pressure. And Otani did say after the game that looking back, he felt like he couldn't throw it full strength, which was a sign that would continue to play out which we'll get into but yeah basically just not anywhere near a good first outing pretty much as bad as it could go like you could say oh giving up home runs to every single batter would be maybe the absolute worst case or just constantly getting hits off but at the same time not having any control and walking tons of them is in a way close to as bad so it was rough but that was that we had to brush it off, and you know how we think out here. We're just like, hey, start at the bottom. Nothing but up from here, you know? Yeah, it's like, okay, he got no one out, but you brought up, like, literally all he has to do the next week is get one out, and he'll have done better, so. Yo, most improved player in the dugout <laughs> right there. Boom. Almost can't blame him. It's fine. Two years without pitching. Let's go. Like, let's move on. Yeah. Then we know next day he's, like, off. Get back to full health before he starts swinging again then we go a couple days and on july 29th otani connects hits his first bomb of the year and now we're starting to get excited because we're like yo the arm whatever but the bat still here and obviously i mean we'll get into later but he woke up his bat on july 29th yeah and we're not going to go into every single home run detail but one thing with the home runs that he's been hitting so far They're kind of becoming his signature style in that he hits them from really weird angles and is able to take them in different directions that are just not the norm for what baseball players usually do. Like he'll take one super inside and hit it to opposite field, you know. He just has this kind of knack for hitting these strange but awesome home runs. Yeah, I completely agree. And... This might sound like an easy comparison, obviously, but really reminds me of the boy, Ichiro Suzuki. Mm. 
you could throw something crazy inside and this dude is just gonna turn his body and slap the shit out of the ball <laughs> and obviously he hit like a crazy line drive the only difference is otani hits them and them shits are moon shots like they just go up yeah otani just has that pop where he can just hit anything and it'll just go somehow over the fence like you said like a moon shot you know yeah, Ichiro was skinny. He was, was more like slapstick. He just really knew how to use his body and the bat to, like, get the ball and, like, push it. But Otani just needs to barrel that thing and it's going to go out. Yeah. Then we go to the next Shohei Sunday. And like we said, I wouldn't say expectations were low. But, again, all we need is at least one out. And, of course, this game happened to be against the one, the only houston trash throws yes sir give it up for the cheaters there's a lot of eyes around because i mean who isn't hating on the astros i'm sure every angels fan was tuned in like i'm sure like a bunch of californians were tuned in and shohei sunday so we're gonna get to it i mean first inning compared to last time literally like chef's kiss a work of art hang it in the museum a moment of euphoria one, two, three inning, eight pitches. It was just beautiful. I was so excited to see it. People on Twitter were super hyped. Like, it was great. Yeah, I was tied at this one. I couldn't get to watch it. I was at work, but sounded like it got frustrating quickly after. Yeah. So, <laughs> second inning, he loads the bases, but then strikes out two and has the next batter three and two. So basically, all he needs is one strike to get out the inning clean, no runs giving up, nothing. And in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, he throws strike three. But the um calls ball four and gives us the millionth reason why we need robot umps and an automated strike zone. But nonetheless, this is reality. Run comes in, Otani gets taken out, and... That's the end of it. Yeah, and again, super frustrating because it's like that human error in having umps there. But you can't always just blame the ump. Otani had a little bit of fault here. Like, he still has that control problem, and umps tend to call balls when you're just missing your spots because, you know, your strike zone is just super wide, and you have to give a little bit of blame to Otani. But again, it is a pitch that. A lot of times it's called the strike, and it was technically within the imaginary strike zone, strike zone yeah. that baseball uses that more than likely a computer would have seen as a strike. Give the boy a break. It was for sure a strike in my eyes, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying, and I agree that if you're kind of all over the place, it makes it harder to make that call. But still, when it's 3-2 in that situation, I don't know, it just seemed like such a terrible call and as an otani fan watching of course it was heartbreaking and then the ramifications of that one call were just enormous like not only does a run come in and he get taken out but makes his confidence go in the toilet during the start there were a few signs that were kind of scary as a fan base and as just the angels organization to see so we know old school Otani, 2018 Otani used to go up there. I mean, 97, 98 was normal. Yeah. When he was on fire after eating some hot Cheetos and shit, the boy could even go up there to 101. That was easy. But 
on this start, he actually threw a little bit faster than the his opening day, but it was still lower than what we know Otani to throw. Yeah, and then on the last three fastballs, he didn't even hit 90. So, you know, that's after he's thrown a bunch of pitches, but this is still only the second inning, so that was not a good sign. That is the scary part, especially because we've seen this before. And if I'm not wrong, I think this happened against Houston as well back in 2018. And what I'm trying to say by this is when you're a pitcher like Otani, a power pitcher, hard thrower, not reaching 90 is a bad, bad sign. Like, not mental at all. This is something physical and obviously not good at all. Yeah, so he got taken out of the game. And honestly, I just turned it off because I was so pissed about the call. But then... Later, you showed me a tweet that said he was getting an MRI. One of those, like, gut punches, you know, low blow. Yeah, I mean, as soon as you showed me, I was like, oh, no, this is not good. You just have that feeling based off Otani's past. If this happened and Otani was throwing 96, 97, and he was getting outs, and you see that tweet, I think for me, I mean, I could only speak for myself. I'd be like, oh, shit, that hopefully this is just a precaution. Like, Yeah, I mean, the Angels are very cautious, like you're saying, and always try to make sure everything's good. So, Right, exactly. The only thing is we're seeing how he's pitching with yeah. no control and velocity down like eight, nine miles per hour. This is something that we've seen before that we know can jeopardize and just affect your career. Yeah, and we learn later that it was done because he was complaining about discomfort in his forearm and so we're you know sitting on pins and needles waiting for the results waiting to hear what happens and then what we found out that next day which was this past monday from when we're recording this is that otani has a grade one to two strain of the flexor pronator mass which Basically, is a forearm strain in simple language. I think this is a similar injury that we saw earlier or even a few days before this. uh, Justin Verlander from the Houston Trashros. Same thing. We'll get into this more, but a lot of pitchers are getting injured this season from this weird schedule. But first, let's get more into the details on it. So basically, what this means for Altani is a timetable of four to six weeks before he can return to throwing. And in a regular season, if this happened earlier in it, he might have a chance to come back. But with the shortened season, Madden has basically said that there's no chance he's going to throw in a game the rest of the year. And to put it in simpler terms, he should be fine. It seems like the only reason they're doing this is to, again, play it safe. It's Otani. He's a player they're looking forward to keeping healthy whenever they can and since this is a 60 game season why even stress it because using justin verlander as an example the news came out of his injury and even a possible like ending the season for him but he quickly then like tweeted and said something along the lines of like oh no like i believe i could still make it back yeah he said he should be fine to return in not that long and verlander is like a way older player than otani i'm sure otani could probably recover even faster than him And yet he's still recovering from Tommy John too, like not the main part, but Tommy John isn't just the primary rehab year two, it's 
a long-term thing that some people never even come back from. So it still impacts you. And this combined with how he's been pitching and the results of this MRI, they just want to be absolutely sure like he's taking the rest that he needs for pitching. Give him peace of mind, let it heal, and come back throwing how you were used to throwing and have the same motions that you're used to doing. And yeah, similar to 2018 when he got shut down in early September that year for the upcoming Tommy John surgery that would happen at the start of October, he is still going to be hitting this year too. So we'll get into that in a sec, but just to finish off on the pitching, I mean, we've touched on this a little bit, but he just never looked comfortable on the mound this year. Like he said himself, he didn't feel like he could fully let loose and that he wasn't 100% right physically and he wasn't confident at all he said that no fans in the stands impacted him and was weird and this also even dates back before he came to MLB because during his last season in Japan in 2017 he only made five starts then too I mean that was because of an ankle related injury so it's different but he's just thrown not even 80 innings over the past four seasons total, including that Japan year. So it's a very low amount of official work for a pitcher. Kind of scares me. I say that because this gives me vibes of someone else in sports. I don't think you're going to like what I'm about to say. but So this reminds me of uh, someone named Derek Rose. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, if you guys don't know, Derek Rose... Pro NBA player went on to become an MVP. I don't know if it was like his rookie season or the season after, but quickly after that, injury written career, literally like three major ones. So you're saying basically he's the Derrick Rose of baseball? I didn't want to say that. You said it. Um, I kind of laid it up there, Lob <laughs> City through the legs for you to say it. But yeah, I mean, I'm not saying. That you should agree with me, but I guess I'll ask you, how do you feel about that statement? I'm afraid it's true, and I'm just going to pretend like you didn't say that and move on. Something that I kind of mentioned earlier, I believe, and that I was going to be realizing things as we went on. I guess I'll say it here since we're on this part of the podcast, and is that I'm a little afraid of Otani no longer being the two-way sensation and he's just going to become a a sensational DH? Question mark? Possible outfielder slash first baseman? That would truly hurt. I don't want to see that. But I think we're one or two more arm setbacks away from this being the outcome. And what the Angels do with him. Or who knows? Is there a point where the Angels get tired of this? Yeah, I mean, I think... This discussion of whether he should stay a two-way player has reached a new level than it had been before in terms of seriously considering whether he should become a one-way player. And there's also two different aspects. One, will it possibly happen? And then do we want it to happen? And will it? That's becoming more likely. I mean... What you said with one or two more setbacks, I think, isn't that crazy. I think this isn't quite a full strike in the sense that it is this weird year. 
a lot of pitchers are getting injured, like we talked about earlier, like with Verlander having the same thing as Otani. You had Corey Kluber also get injured. You had Soraka get injured. Tommy Canley just got Tommy John surgery. Scherzer's having some issues. There have been a bunch of pitchers who are having issues. And some other position players too, but mostly pitchers. And I don't know how much that contributed to this. I mean, there's so many factors from Tommy John to this weird season, to everything. So who's to say exactly? I mean, he'll definitely run it back next year as a pitcher, and we'll see how that goes. But I would say two is probably more accurate, because if he fails next year and it's like just as bad, and if there is another injury setback then I think it's probably down to the final chance for him to try it out. Which hurts me to say because personally I want him to keep trying it his whole career because that's part of what makes him so interesting and why we wanted to do this podcast about him in the first place is that he's this one-of-a-kind, first ever to do or really attempt this player, Babe Ruth doesn't count, and... It would be amazing to see him reach it, and it's not going to happen without the struggle to get there. It's a steep hill to climb, but I don't know. I mean, the Angels definitely signed him knowing this was what he wanted to do, and I'm sure they would love it if he was doing it successfully, but they're losing out on a lot of his great hitting as a result of it, so it's a tough thing. And if they did have him, let's say he joined the outfield, And they had him, Trout, and Joe Adele, who we'll get to in a bit, in the outfield. That would be super solid and could improve their chances of making the playoffs and etc. And they're going to be getting rid of the Pujols contract soon. So even if he was a DH, that could still work too. There's just a lot of reasons to do it. And so far, he's not really giving many reasons to keep the pitching going. It's just... A lot of struggle, a lot of heartbreak, and like I said, I still want to see it, but it's been a rough journey so far. Yeah, I mean, I can agree with you. And I guess let me add a few points to what you were just talking about, and I'll also bring in the comparison of Babe Ruth, who he's often compared to. Babe Ruth couldn't even do that shit back in the day, and... (laughs) That was when they were throwing 70-mile-per-hour fastballs. Still wasn't successful. However, he went on to become arguably the most famous name in the sport. Mm -hmm. I mean, movies about him. Not just him, but the premise. I mean, Sandlot. Dude has like a chocolate bar name after him. (laughs) That's probably not really him, but still the same name. Why can't that be Shohei? Where we acknowledge that this was a great moment in history almost a great experiment in the sport but almost just cut your losses and go with what we know he can do extremely well and like at an all-star level and that's hitting i mean we haven't really seen him field or anything maybe he's a gold glover but again look at the name babe ruth he didn't become the babe we know the great bambino by pitching it was by hitting moonshots and dingers i mean We do call this guy the double trouble ring slinger danger hitter for a reason, (laughs) you know? So what I'm trying to say is I'm not opposed to going the one-way hitter, Otani, even though I still want to give him the chance. 
The only thing is, in my mind, he already has two strikes with injuries, obviously. I mean, Otani said himself, like he was asked about it, and he said if the Angels asked him to pick one and only pitch or hit, and it would probably be just hitting, he said that he would listen, and I guess that means follow orders. But he did say he would like to leave the window open to do both, and if the possibility is there, he wants to keep trying it, and that's not surprising, but the way he answered kind of felt like a little bit of a shift in terms of he's maybe accepting the possibility of that fate, you know? And let's go to just the hitting only. We're done with pitching. So like we said, he will be a DH for the rest of the season. And Monday when the news came out was an off day for the Angels. But the next day they were heading to Seattle for an away series. And he didn't play the first two games. They were just waiting for some soreness to kind of rest. But he came back Thursday. And do you remember what he did in September 2018 when he got put down from pitching for Tommy John surgery? I mean, how could I forget? (laughs) Was it something like, uh, not one, but like two dingers? Yes, sir. Like five, six RBI, something like that? Yeah, I remember it was against the Rangers, too. Mm-hmm. Down there in Texas. Uh, why do you bring that up? Because Thursday, when he came back, he hit a home run in his first at-bat. Is that not a message he's sending the <laughs> Angels? I mean, I don't know. Otani plays it off as this nice guy, really chill, but we both know from doing this podcast that he is someone who uses bad news and anything petty or negative and turns it into just energy and power that he harnesses and uses i mean it's beautiful to see yeah i mean legend has it that before every game he just watches a horror film or a a tragedy movie just to pump himself up because he knows he's gonna perform and what do you think happens this has to be something that switches in his brain where like he's like oh fuck it I'm not pitching anymore. Let me just perform and do what I do best right here. Yeah, I think this next couple months, basically, that's left in the season will be really interesting to see what happens with him only hitting now. And I think he will. I know we're like being cautiously optimistic, but maybe we're just biased off this home run. I don't know. I feel like he will come through and do well on hitting for the rest of this time because I think that the hitting in between these first two pitching starts which wasn't awful like he was doing okay and he hit some home runs but I think it's safe to say that he was at least somewhat distracted even if in the back of his head slash worried and yeah like you're saying now that he only has this to focus on and he's not going to be worrying about pitching for the rest of this season it will unlock and unleash something in him that's all we could hope for i guess but we're saying you know there's around two months left do you think it could possibly go longer now that he's on strictly hitting duty because so far they've been okay not great they're five and eight so far but with him only hitting and other factors which we'll get into like joe adele being called up and mike trout becoming a dad Do you think the Angels can take a new turn for the rest of the season now 
and make a playoff run. I don't see why not. They started a couple games without Rendon, their star third baseman. Now he's back and healthy. There's also Joe Adele, young phenom, should be really good. That just happened for the August 4th game in the first of the series against Seattle, which is also when Trout came back. So that was an exciting game, even though it was right after the Otani announcement the day before. But it's pretty exciting to see Joe Adele. We talked about how he's one of the best top prospects in America. He wasn't going to come up this season originally, but with Corona, he's up. And I think it's for the best. First game, got his first hit. So, again, something else exciting that happened for the Angels. And congrats to Mike Trout for becoming a dad. He went on paternal leave for a few days, including during Otani's second start. But his son, Bat, not the first name, but that's the initials, B-A-T, was born on July 30th. He said that was not intentional. I don't believe him. Right. But... (laughs) But his name is Beckham Aaron Trout. The Aaron is for Aaron Cox, who was the brother-in-law of his, who was in the Angels organization as a player in, I think it was the Farm Leagues, who died in 2018. And that, he said, had been planned for a while. So that's a nice touch for him. But Trout Daddy is here. Somehow brings his power up another 10 points on MLB The Show. Dude is hitting bombs left and right. I mean, on the way, we have someone that looks a little bit more like Derrick Rose, uh, Anderson Simmons, who got injured, but... Unlike the exact same play has happened to him before, it was <laughs> ugly, but... He plays too good. He's passionate <laughs> about the game. It's like a rolled ankle. We're also forgetting about Pujols, who is, as of recording this, one shy off of Willie Mays in the home run record list. Possible... 700 home run club coming soon maybe not this year but maybe next and also upton justin upton became the 10th active player to join the 300 home run club kind of low-key but hey very low-key congrats to him something good that happened to the angels doesn't seem to happen often but even yeah justin upton like this lineup is there we said that on the first episode like bats shouldn't be a problem and you can't forget probably the second best player on the angels the sneaky god, David Fletcher, who is having yet another amazing year. I mean, he's just so consistent. It's incredible. I don't know if I've said this before. I mean, I'm a big fan of Fletcher. I know I've mentioned him many times, even last season. But I think Fletcher could possibly be like the third best player in this team. Obviously, Trout. I believe Otani. I think after that is Fletcher. I'm not saying he's as valuable as them. He's a completely different ball player than them. Like, in what he does, he's freaking great at it. Like, this dude's going to hit for average. He's going to get on base. Dude's fast. Plays multiple positions. Nothing to dislike about this dude. I mean, this lineup is going to be crazy deep. Yeah. And we're starting to see pitching isn't too bad. Except for their bullpen, but... Bullpen could use help because even Robles, who's their closer, is kind of struggling. But if their starting pitching gets them there, they could win him. Their bats can get him out of trouble, like one of the Otani games. His second one specifically, he didn't get the loss because the Angels came back. I mean, as of us recording the episode, Dylan Bundy has pitched a couple good games. So, it is there. It could happen. If somehow in the 
trade deadline, if they keep winning a few games and they can acquire someone. If they get pitching at the trade deadline, I mean, that really would boost things up a lot. Here's the thing. like In their division, the team who was supposed to be up there is the Astros, and they're not doing all that well either. Yeah. I mean, the A's obviously could run away with this, but kind of gives the Angels a chance to come back. And there's more playoff spots open this year, too. Exactly. Let's not forget about that. So it's one of those where, like, they go on a good 10-game streak, not winning all of them, but, you know, win 7, 8 out of the 10, make a little trade in the deadline? Why not? Like, go for it. Like we mentioned, (laughs) might be one of the chances they get to making it. Um, We don't know what's going to happen with the team in the future. This is super optimistic. However, it can happen. And it is a short, weird season, so it's not normal, and other teams could fall apart too, and injuries keep happening, and obviously the Angels are experiencing injury problems of their own with Otani and Simmons and etc. Even Joe Adele had some quad tightness on Thursday that we're recording this after the Seattle series, but yeah, you really don't know. Anything could happen. We're only like a quarter of the way into the season. Still got a lot of baseball to play. So yeah, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. We're recording this on August 6th on Thursday night after the series against the Mariners finished. So hopefully the Angels can pick it up from here after this kind of all over the place start. And also worth mentioning, they haven't had a corona breakout like other teams have had. So good on them for following protocols and staying safe, it seems. Alright, so that wraps it up for this episode of Otani Comes to America. I'm Jack. You could find me at Jack Bloom Summer, Summer with an O on everything. And I'm Kev. You could find me at same old Kev pretty much everywhere. We also do another podcast for anyone interested called Pros and Cons. Another podcast where we just talk about random stuff and give you our little insights on what we like or don't like about it. So he's having a tough year so far, but... Even with this setback, good things to come on hitting, and we're pulling for you. Shout out to Shohei Otani. A.K.A. One Way Shohei. Damn, that was sad. Had to switch it up. A.K.A. Showtime. A.K.A. The Greatest Showman. A.K.A. The Anaheim Starboy. A.K.A. The Six Tool Player. A.K.A. Shohei The Money. A.K.A. Swohei Otani. And in this case, he's actually swollen. That forearm <laughs> is killing him. AKA, Shohei got the pop, Shohei got the smoke. Woo! AKA, Otani B. AKA, Mayamo Otani. AKA, the boss of all clout. AKA, Mr. Hot Wheels. And last but not least, the double trouble ring slinger dinger hitter. Go hit some bombs.